Hello, everybody. We are going to talk about whether drawing is a skill or talent. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't take an art class, we've got everything you need to hear Art Prof tutorials, critiques, professional development, and workshops. Let's talk about skill and talent, but I think to do that, we need to define them. So let's talk about does talent even exist? Because there are arguments that it's not a real thing. So tell us in the chat, do you think talent exists or not, or maybe some other version of that? Dorian, do you think it exists? I think it exists, but it only exists when there are skills to be applied to it. So I think talent is the result of developing a skill or naturally being able to understand a skill and everyone may see the results. That's what you get. <laughs> I think it exists. And the reason why is because I've taught for so many years and I work with so many students who were just these extraordinary people. And I would look at them and say, dude, you can draw better than me and you're half my age. And so from those experiences, I definitely have seen that. Jordan, do you think it exists? Yes. Um, I mean, speaking of art school, there was uh, one classmate I had who we've had on our prof named Layla, who uh, who was just so good. Everything that she produced in your class was just amazing. Yeah. We'd all we'd all be like, this is incredible, but we hate you at the same time because you're so good. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, Layla. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, but I definitely think it exists for sure. Uh, I think I will say I think talent only takes you so far. And I think talent has to be developed into a skill uh, later on. So I don't, I don't think people have to work for talent. Like you can be born with something, but that's about as far as it goes for me. It is something you either have it from birth or not. And I think what's tricky about it is people think they can rely on talent to carry them and that the skill is sort of already there. People feel that way about talent. But as we're going to discuss today, that's not always necessarily true. The thing about skill is polar opposite. You got to work for that skill. And Dorian, I know you have experience in industrial design and all these different areas. I have to imagine with all the media you work with that you have to gain so many skills and that you're still doing it. Yeah, I think everything is continuously a learning experience and every art medium is a new adventure just waiting to be explored. So there's a beauty in it, but also there is a lot of patience and a lot that goes into it behind the scenes that people don't see. Now, Jordan, what's it been like for you acquiring skill? Because I met you when you were 18, and boy, have you acquired a lot of skill since I met you. But oh, it's you. a challenging thing to acquire skills to the point that you're not just frustrated all day. Yeah, there, there's a quote. I don't know who said it, but the quote is, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, which is why I say you have to develop a talent into a skill. And for me, I've had to, I had to go to art school twice to get the skills that I, <laughs> that I, that I have now and work really hard at it. And uh, I, I think it just comes from a lot of repetition, a lot of consistency, a lot of practice and blood, sweat and tears at the end of the day. 
Like I have, I have a stack of figure drawings in my drawer. It weighs about 22 pounds and it's like this thick. And um, that's, that's my work right there. That's just the figure drawing. So had to do it, had to do the work. And I just think about how much time I have to spend with the material to really feel like I have a skill because for the longest time you're just blundering and feeling really awkward and out of your comfort zone when you do a new thing, but we can't do anything if we don't have skills. So it's actually very, very important. So we have some comments. Alexandria says, I agree there's talent, sort of like sense of direction. However, that is just helper, not the end at all. And Ginger says, you don't really realize how much work getting a skill takes until you do it. Did you find that to be the case, Dorian? 1000%. I never knew how much behind the scenes work there was in sewing. And especially since I started doing all my pattern making and stuff myself, there's so many layers to it and it's so intricate in ways, but also really simple in others. So I think navigating those differences of, I guess, art mediums uh, is something that I've gotten an appreciation for now. This is a very good point from Neil, who says a lot of talented people just had access to high quality training at an early age, not saying they didn't put in the work though. Access is a whole other can of worms because we're talking about talent and skill, but access to those skills and acquiring them is oftentimes not an option for people, which is pretty much why we're here is to help level the playing field and everything. But it can be frustrating because it feels like other people already have a head start and somehow you have to catch up with no resources. Let's talk about time. Oh boy, do these skills take time. <laughs> Jordan, what is the skill out of everything you've gained that you thought took the longest to develop? Oh, geez. Um, the longest. Uh, patience. <laughs> that, that's a skill. That, yeah, patience is a skill in itself. And the reason I say that is because we grow up, we grow up in a society currently where everything is super fast paced. You, you want things yesterday and things have to be done now, now, now. And when it takes, when it comes to a skill and you're comparing yourself to all these other people and you don't have that patience, it can really wear you out and it can start to discourage you. And I find that a lot of students in particular have that frustration and I, including myself, I, I dealt with that quite a lot. And so learning to simply be okay with being bad for a while or, 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 or sucking at art for a while is a whole skill in and of itself for me. Dorian, what do you think has been the most challenging skill for you to acquire? Mm. I think decisiveness is the biggest skill. That took a lot of time for me to decide on what I wanted to say. Uh, but I think, yeah, being in charge of a business and also wanting it to grow and develop, you have to be willing to be firm in your decision, but you also have to make a decision. And I, as an indecisive person, naturally took a lot longer to just be like, okay, this is what needs to happen. This is what I need to do. And I need to stand my ground and stand firm in it. Like even pricing, people vary their prices as artists, but sometimes it's good to just stay firm where you are. So things like that you learn. And skills that take a long time, you got to stick with it. 
acquiring your skill, it's like you either know how to do this or you don't, or you have to get to the point where you're efficient enough with it that it doesn't take forever and ever to put something together. And so that's almost another level of skill to be acquiring on top of actually being able to do something. For me, the toughest skill, this is really funny. You wouldn't guess this was with me. Oil painting or just painting in general was my toughest skill. And I know painting is so popular. Everybody does it. I just feel like I, I was a late bloomer. Like I didn't get it. Like, it's just really hard for me. I mean, what is that like, Jordan, when you just feel like, why does everybody else get it? You know, so painting has always been my struggle too, traditional and digital. And uh, it's incredibly frustrating because it's not for lack of intelligence. It's just, there's something that's not clicking. And yeah. I remember when I was designing characters, when I was learning all that, there was a point where things were just so frustrating for me. And then suddenly one day yeah. it just clicked. And after that, all my character designs were like professional level to the point where those things got me hired in studios. So it's like, yeah. I don't know how to describe that, but that process of waiting, that's why patience is a skill. You gotta, it's, it's just tough. It's just tough. <laughs> Doreen, do you have tips for how to stay patient when learning something new? Because I understand the wanting to be better at something, but sometimes I give people really boring advice. I'm like, you just have to do it more. <laughs> so a thousand percent agree on the doing it more, but I think you have to add in in spurts because i also tend to find it refreshing to walk away from things that i'm learning and yeah, continue yeah. with something that i'm currently working on currently passionate about or like just to experiment and as a result i can come back to that with fresh eyes you know bright eye bushy tail and ready to go uh, like for instance do you find it easier when you're painting to like walk away from it for a second because your eyes kind of get stuck in that mindset of, okay, oh, I'm yeah. like looking at all this. Absolutely. I also think sometimes it can be a bad idea to say, I want the skill, that's all I'm gonna do. Have you ever seen people do that, Jordan, where they say, oh, I wanna be a photographer, I'm not gonna do anything else. I think that's the quickest way to lose your patience actually. Um. I kind of do that, you know, like, <laughs> have you ever seen this, Jordan? Well, yes, exhibit A. You know, um, so I think, and, and a lot of it is uh, because I just want to do concept art, animation stuff, and that's kind of embedded in, in one thing. Uh, so I I think it can be tough if, uh, if you really do want to branch out, like not having that patience, but I consider myself someone who knew what they wanted to do and didn't care about anything else. Like, I didn't care about using charcoal, okay? I just don't. I know people for years have been saying, Jordan, we're going to get a charcoal drawing from you. No, you're not. You are certainly not. Um, it's so, yeah, yeah. Tell us in the chat, do you have any things that help you stay with things? Because Dorian, I'm sort of the opposite of Jordan, where I'm always like, ooh, look at that new shiny supply. I think I'll walk away and do this. And the thing is, that's not good either, because then you get this very fragmented lack of continuity learning a material. And I know sometimes I'm, I'm just always combating that impulse to just walk away and do something else. But sometimes that's just a really bad idea. 
I'm like Jordan in this situation. That's exactly how I am. Like, I like to walk away from randomly during projects and be like, ooh, wait, this is a zipper. Like, I, like <laughs> I'm looking at it, I'm like, where can I put this on to Oh, and I'm like, oh, wait, okay, so I have a, sh okay, I have trash. I could turn this into, a sh like, my mind likes to just go into so many different realms. And I think that that's why my work feels like it's more than just what that work is, if that makes sense. Like my fashion pieces and stuff like that have elements of architecture throughout it because I feel like those are very interrelated. There's things like that that I'm able to connect my curiosities in cool ways. And I think that being curious is also just beautiful. <laughs> Carolyn says, I do think some skills come more easily to some people than others. And that is what compromises talent, comprises mm -hmm. talent, sorry. But putting in the work is everything. It's also important to note when it comes to acquiring skills, everybody's different. There are certain physical skills that some people are not able to do for one reason or another. Or some people will say to me, well, I really have trouble with this because I have this thing with my arm and I'm not able to grip it this way. So sometimes picking the skills, you have to find workarounds or find other ways to express what you want to say. And I know Jordan, some people feel frustrated by that for good reason, because you're like, oh, everybody else is doing this, but I can't for some reason. Do you have any suggestions for people in situations like that? Well, I think for me, the key is you know, there's the saying that practice makes perfect, but Another one that I've heard lately is basically like uh, search for a perfect practice, meaning mm. what's the good way of practicing for you to get to that skill level? Like, like I'm a proponent of the 2500 challenge. You know, you guys have heard me talk about it before, but I know that some people, they don't do that or they don't want to and they are still successful. So I think finding a way to to that that works for you specifically to help you learn is going to be a great route. Ginger says, I took a metals class. I was so bad because I just didn't have the technical skill. I just need practice because by the end, I got a bit better. So Dorian, what does that feel like when you're just so frustrated, taking so long, and then, oh my God, I, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> I relate this back to what Jordan said. Like, There's that moment when it just clicks, and that awe moment is, I think, the most beautiful part of creating. Like it's like all the pieces are finally, all the cogs are in line and the gears are working and you have an understanding where you can elevate your work at that point. And I think that that's what that ah moment really is. It's like, I can apply this way to what I'm doing. Brian says, I think they overlap, but it is about showing up 90% of the time. It sounds really simple, but you guys would not believe people having opportunities to do things and they just don't do it. I mean, I once was leaving this elementary school I was teaching at and they had me help with interviews. I could not believe how many people didn't come on time. I'm like, it's the most simple thing. Show up for the interview. And one woman showed up 20 minutes late. She didn't apologize. And I had already made up my mind at that point. And so this is a whole other skill because if people can't do the interview, you're on your best behavior. I mean, nobody is like slacking on an interview for the most part. 
And it's just surprising how really simple things make a difference. Um, mm. I know, Jordan, you're one of those reliable people on the planet. So you probably think it's normal for everybody to be that way. But it's like the, that stands out. Well, for me, to be honest with you, it's because um, my dad was chronically late all the time and I hated it. Uh, and there was one point where I was late to the eighth grade, like my eighth grade class at, for like six weeks in a row. I kid you not, like every single day. And I had to get late past and they're like, Jordan, you have to figure this out. I'm like, what do you want me to do? I'm 14. I can't, I can't do anything. And at, from that point forward, I was like, I got to be on time everywhere. Um, so yeah, there's that. But, um, but yeah, showing up, super important. Got to say that. <laughs> By the way, everybody, registration for our January and February workshops is open through this Friday. We are offering a whole bunch of workshops that are based on a specific media, color pencil, mixed media painting, but we also have clothing and drapery, portraits and proportions and soft charcoal, not soft charcoal, soft pastel and charcoal. And this is an opportunity to work with me in real time as you're doing the stuff also in a small group of artists. So I hope you guys will take a look at that. It is on the front page of artprof.org. Doran, you ever heard this before? You're so lucky to be talented. I want to tell people to walk away after they say it. Like <laughs> it is, it is literally like the most obscene thing for you to say to me. When I am in student loan debt, I am tired and exhausted and working my behind off 24-7 to make my skill develop to where you are able to see it. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. Jordan, I'll pass out to Jordan for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, have you heard this? Yeah, I, I've heard it many times. And I think uh, I think it's fine to hear up to a certain point. I think it, it, it's whether it's age or skill level, because once you start to train professionally and work professionally, it's no longer just talent anymore. And the reason I don't like it is because talent seems to do away with all the hours that you put into it. And that's the, it's like, oh, you just woke up like this. Like, like some people, some mm -hmm. people are born just very handsome or very pretty. Like they did not work for that at all. And it's like, it feels kind of like that. Like you didn't do anything to earn that. Yeah. Like Hugh, like Hugh Jackman, he just born that way. I mean, except for the fitness, he's, he's worked very hard. I'm sure for that. His face, his facial symmetry and all that, that's just, that's just how he is. It's so, yeah, I get annoyed when people say stuff like that. <laughs> you you were waiting for that. She was waiting for that. She, you, see how, see how quick, you see how quickly she just pulled that out? Like, <laughs> well, he's, he's on my desk now. I, I Every time I turn around to grab a pencil, he's right there. I love it. I, you, you know, I should put a little Zendaya on my desk and just see, see how that motivates me. Although, did, did you guys see my, my present from Jordan? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! It says when you think of garbage, think of Akim. Yes. <laughs> I love this mug. Excellent! I'm so glad. I'm so glad. When you think oh of garbage, God. think of Akim. Think of Akim. It's so cute. But with the lucky to be talented thing, I do also think it's almost an automatic response for people who are not artists, which is most of the world actually, to give a compliment. And I know that sometimes they have no idea that it might rub us the wrong way, but it's their way of showing appreciation for what we do. 
because I've also had a million people say that to me. And I, I know the intent is good. They're trying to compliment me in some way. And I don't think they're really thinking, oh, I'm going to insult Jordan by saying this. But I think as artists, it's a matter of people not really understanding what's really involved in our field. Like, Doreen, nobody's going to question whether a neurosurgeon did the work, but they question whether we did the work. They think, uh, did you do drugs to get inspired? I'm like, you guys. <sighs> it, it's insane the amount of time that I think we put into our work that is really reflected. And that's like why I love social media, but I also really hate it because it also yeah. has to become a part of the process for people to understand how much time actually went into this piece. Like if, if there were just ways for, for people to truly understand, I think it would change the outlook of not only museum culture, but just looking at artists pieces and movies and just cult, art, art culture. So Amanda says, my professor said I was talented in my portfolio review. At the end of the semester, I was livid. And Mace says, my pet peeve is when someone comes up behind me when I'm working and says, my no. granddaughter or whoever is an artist. I always want to say a talented artist or lucky to be on your friend. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is... That's Savage. That's a little savage. <laughs> we need like the air horn sound effect. The beep, 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 beep. <laughs> now, this is the one that I think is the most important. Talent doesn't come with a work ethic. A work ethic has to be developed. You're not born with a work ethic. And I know for me, the biggest shift was when I went from high school to college and I was so shocked at how much harder I could work that I was actually capable of that. Because actually <laughs> last night I had these thumbnails I had to finish for the stream on Sunday with Ashley Browning, who's a graphic designer, and she's going to teach me how to get started learning graphic design. So we're preparing all these materials and everything. So we decided we would sort of do a run through of, okay, I do these thumbnails. I send them to her for feedback and come back. And I'm sitting there doing these. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? This is so stupid. Like I'm supposed to know how to have a work ethic. And then it just all went out the window yesterday. And I just think work ethic is an ongoing thing. Like Jordan, do you feel like you're you're still sort of working on your work ethic in some ways? Oh, all the time. I, it's it's part of it's part of the the craft. Like if you're if I'm not working at it, then my skills are just going to diminish. Like it, it's a the way the way I consider it, art is a uh, diminishable skill. Meaning if you don't put in time and effort into it, it can slowly fade away. And uh, I, I don't know how long that time takes, you know, I guess it depends on the person, what you do, but you have to put that, that love in that care um, in order for it to grow. Otherwise you're just going to feel stagnant at some point. Dorian, when do you feel like you felt like, yes, I have a work ethic. Mm, that's a great question. Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah, it's <laughs> hard to answer. I think the moment that I realized I had work ethic was whenever I was going to all my jobs in high school. Like it wasn't even art related because mm. I was doing things to be able to fund my art whenever I would go to RISD. So like I was working three jobs in high school. Uh, wow. 
so like being able to see how hard I was capable of working and then getting to risk and like seeing that like I could achieve the things through that hard work. That was like the moment when I was like, okay, we're going to start churning the butter now. We're going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it was the confidence after I'd worked so hard in art school that I can deal with anything because I really can. If I am on a super tight deadline for some reason, I can push and grind through it. That is not something I worry about. And I think some people do because they don't have experience or they've never been in that situation before. And so for me, that feels like a feeling of confidence that if I have to, I can. But most of the time I try really not to because you guys, I was so trashed when I woke up this morning. Oh my God, I was like, why did I do this? This is super dumb. <laughs> And here's the thing, people really appreciate when you work for them and they have a strong work ethic. I mean, why do you think you guys are on my staff? Jordan, I think you're probably one of the most hardworking people that I know and it has taken you places. Yeah, I mean, all the opportunities that I've had have come from a work ethic that I've developed over the years. And my story is similar to Dorian, where I had to, you know, when I was working in school and going, uh, working in high school and, you know, taking the bus to and from places, and I'd be working on animations at, you know, at three o'clock in the morning in the 12th grade. Like that stuff taught me uh, how to make it work. And, you know, and some of my favorite inspirations, uh, like like Michael Jackson or guy on my shirt, Kobe Bryant, like if you listen to them speak, they talk about their work ethic. Like Kobe would show yeah. up at the gym like three hours before the game started, be sweating and then play a full game. And then he'd like stay afterwards. And then and he'd still get the shot. Yeah, it's, it, he's insane. Yeah, it was insane. Like just, I'll send you his stuff now that I know you're interested, Clara. Uh, Cause I see it all the time. But, um, but, yeah, it's, but, but he's remembered as one of the greats because of his work ethic. It, no one, no one wakes up, no one just watches Kobe Bryant and be like, oh, he's a talented player. Like, no, he put in so many hours. And, and that's the other thing that frustrates me. People only say, you're talented when it comes to art. They never say that about, I think you said yes. surgeons. They never say it about, they don't even say it about musicians. They don't say it about engineers. They don't say it about doctors. They don't say it about sports players or athletes. It's only visual artists. And it pisses me off when they kind of throw us under the talent pool. Like we just were born with this innate ability to create pretty pictures when it takes a lot out of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Dorian, I think, because you're a basketball player, you probably know a little bit about training and discipline. And I really think sometimes being an artist is just like being an athlete. You gotta show up, you gotta just log the hours. The hours matter when you're oh, an athlete. Yes. Can you speak to that a bit? I, I'm really loving the mama mentality. <laughs> like that, yeah, th that's exactly what it is though, because when you have the mentality of I'm great and I made it here and you stop at your success, that's when you're already losing. I think yeah. it's all those extra hours that you're putting in and realizing that just because I'm here now doesn't mean that somebody's not right behind me ready to take my spot or ready to take advantage of the opportunity because just because it's an opportunity that's provided to you at the time doesn't mean that there's somebody else who isn't dying for the same thing. Like, that's kind of what it's like for basketball because you can get put on the bench and that's how it is with art. Like someone could take your spot in the gallery. So you just have to put in the hours and you have to put in the time. Right. 
We have a question from Neil about work ethic, which of course I can't found now, find now. But anyway, Neil's asking tips for developing work ethic. What do you think, Jordan? Um, there it is. Uh, yeah, for for me, I think it really, I, honestly, it's going to sound dumb. Simply just starting. The reason why is because yeah. when you start and you and you do it, do something consistently. It sort it starts to rewire your brain in a, in a way where uh, it it understands that this is something you need to develop, and uh, and you start to get more interested in and more addicted to it. Sort of like working out. Like the first time you, you go, it might suck for a little bit, but if you go for two weeks consistently, it's gonna feel weird to miss a day. And so yeah. it's just it's just about building habits. And so if you wake up, you know, brush your teeth, wash your face, take a shower, whatever it is you do, and you do that enough times, it's going to build a pattern. It's the exact same way with art. Here's the thing. People put a lot of emphasis on, oh, I want to draw. I need to learn these skills, get better at pencil drawing, contrast, and value. But guess what? I actually think out of all the skills you have as an artist, in addition to work ethic, curiosity is the other one that is incredibly important that I just don't think gets talked about. So Dorian, why are we saying curiosity? Why does that matter as a quote skill? Because being able to explore past your skills and more than just like what you're talented at doing. Uh, curiosity is an area where you can grow you can see things not as they were originally. Like you can go back to old pieces with that curious mindset and reimagine them entirely. Uh, I think being a curious person also allows for you to be a little bit more free. Uh, like I love to explore different mediums for the sake of just curiosity. And in doing so, it allows me to be more informed in all that I do as a person and as an artist as well. I feel like I thrive on curiosity. It's such a magical feeling in a way. You get that little, I don't know, notification. <laughs> Maybe I'm checking my email too much that, oh, this is something I wanna dig into. And I hate to say this, but unfortunately, I feel like the algorithms have destroyed people's curiosity because you don't have to look for things. Things are just given to you. And it's frustrating because the algorithms, they just want to give you the same thing all the time. And so they won't think that, oh, Clara's really into Nine Inch Nails. Maybe she'll like Gothic cathedrals. It's like, that doesn't happen. But I know I like Gothic cathedrals. And that frustrates me that I feel because of the algorithms, we're not as used to seeking things out just for curiosity. Sometimes we just, oh, I need to find out something. That's fine. But it's different when you just are like, oh, this has nothing to do with my life, but I, I think I'm going to check it out. Like, where do you find curiosity, Jordan? Um, I, you know, I just, I just find things that I like and I just dive as deep as I can. And uh, a lot of the stuff I like tends to be the things connected to what I experienced in childhood. And I think that that might be why people can you know, consider art uh, more like talent and more, because innately, in order to be really great, you have to be almost childlike. You have to be curious. You have to explore and try and find new things. And that's a very childlike uh, mentality or uh, some, I don't know what the word quality. is. Uh, quality, yes, quality is a great word. Yes, thank you, Dorian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's a very, it's a very childlike quality. And um, 
you know, if, if for me, if I can get back to that place, it's always really helpful. Like for me, what I did when I was creating Shadow Boxers, I, I looked at all my favorite movies, shows, books, and games from when I was a kid and figured out exactly what I liked about all of them. I wrote it down and I said, that's what I'm going to create. And I made it. So it just, it went back to that for me. Also, I think you can control a little bit how to find that curiosity by putting yourself in the right places. For example, I was never into antiques ever, but my kid is really into antiques. And so I just take her all over the place at these antique stores. And it's like, when I get in there, I'm like, how does this thing exist? And she has this thing where she'll buy something and then go look it up and see, okay, what is the toy company and was it discontinued and stuff like that. And Dorian, I imagine you have a similar thing with thrift stores. I I want to go thrifting with your daughter. <laughs> I know, it's so fun. Like, that was the most industrial design approach. It's like, I'm going to research this and find out the exact, hit, like, yes, perfect. Uh, <laughs> if, if you see any of the videos that I've been in <laughs> with Art Prof lately, I'm talking about the importance of thrifting and like, donating and finding that stuff because there's a history that's really rich and you can only find that in pieces that are older and especially like with sewing things are made to disintegrate and fall apart a little bit quicker because fast fashion i like to look at things from the past because they're more durable they hold up better and also the story behind why they were made that way is usually attached to them in some capacity like i can easily find it online or i can easily just see it uh, based off of pattern history so yeah i know we obviously talk about art museums here a lot but actually some of my favorite museums are the non-art museums i think it was well i guess this is art related but it's not my type of art the marionette museum in portugal Oh my God, it was a tiny museum. And honestly, I would never have gone if somebody who lived in Lisbon hadn't told me to go. Because usually when I go to a foreign country, I'm like, okay, I gotta hit the big museums because I'm here, I'm gonna see the Prado in Spain and stuff like that. But it was such a different art form. I had never seen displays like that before. And so I think curiosity sometimes lays in the quote, non-art areas because you do discover things that you normally wouldn't ever do. Let's look at some comments. Alexandria says, I think you have to be willing to get messy to evolve artistically. What do you think, Jordan? Yeah, just not with charcoal. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, no, no, for real, though, for real. I, I, do, I do think you have to be willing to when I when I hear get messy, I think that just means get out of your comfort zone. And yeah. I would agree to that. I, th I think that's basically what it's saying. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think if you're going to evolve, you have to change something. Um, right. If, if you want to get to a certain place, something that you're currently doing is has to has to change. That's why we like movies. Right. Like movies in yeah. order for character, like in order for for Marty to get back to the year 1985 and back to the future, <laughs> something about his life has to change. Or in order for, you know, Spider-Man to save the day, something's got to change in his life, right? It's just, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. <laughs> that's the way the world. You just had to sneak it in. I think you were jealous that I got to talk about Hugh Jackman, and so you had to get the Spider-Man oh. thing in. Look, we'll talk yes. about Spider-Man. Yes, there what? we go. Oh my my guy, 
Yes. Spider-Man. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you for Dorian. Always. We, we needed you here this I, I, whole time. <laughs> I, was, I was the only Spider-Man. Apparently. <laughs> I like this comment from Brian. He says, I made the decision that it's better to be a successful artist rather than an internationally famous one because you can concentrate on the craft. Well, that actually leads into our next topic, which is that other skills can be very important. I hate to sound like a total marketer promotion person, but marketing is a skill. And a lot of artists think that they should just know how to do it. I'm like, well, should I just be able to show up on a ski slope and just boom, I'm so good at it. And it's like, we don't realize how important some of those other skills can become. Now, there's a billion ways to go about doing that, obviously. But Dorian, you have Blacktop Market, your shop. I imagine so many non-art skills, right? Yeah, definitely. And even like the first thing I had to learn was marketing isn't even just marketing. Like advertisement, social media, all of those things that are a part of like promoting are what make marketing. So it's like things like that that you have to understand to actually achieve what your goals are, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And I think there's a beauty in it, but there's also a willingness to, as was said in the comment earlier, get your hands dirty because you're not going to know what the heck you're doing. But you just have to trust the process and you have to be willing to give way to the process of learning. And some of those skills are invisible. I work on the website a lot, so you should visit because it makes me sad if I work so hard on something and nobody uses it. So go to artprof.org and check it out. It's all free, all the content. And a lot of people, when we visit websites, we just think, oh, website. We don't realize that somebody's toiling over it on the back end. And gosh, learning how to run the website is a whole skill. And it's so boring and it's so tedious. And I love the outcome because I feel like the website is home base for us. But I mean, Jordan, I'm sure for shadow boxers, you've done some really boring skills, right? Yeah. Well, actually, one thing that I've learned just when it comes to shadow boxers or anything is the art of presenting. That's a skill yeah. in itself. Like, like, for example, some of you guys may know I, I teach character design. And one of the things that I do in my class is I have them present their projects as if they were pitching like to a studio. And sometimes the students have a really hard time. Like, and it's not that they don't have it together in their head. It's just they can't speak it. They, they can't public word speaking. it. In a, yeah, public speaking is just difficult. So that's a skill that I had to learn. And I, I admittedly, most of that came through being on stream on ArtProf because we were forced to do it. <laughs> and so now it's become more second nature. But something as simple as public speaking or presenting um, is really, really important. Public speaking is terrifying for most people. And I can tell you that is a matter of time because I'm old enough now that I've done tons of lectures all over the place and I've gotten pretty good at it, but I was not good at it when I first started. And so that's where those skills come into play. Another reminder that our January and February workshop registration is due this Friday. Check out artprof.org on the front page. There is information about those workshops. Please join us in the Discord. We are having a hangout. Please meet us in post live streams channel. Jordan and I will be there to chat with you guys. I know some people have questions 
in the chat that we didn't get to. So that would be a good place for you to ask us those questions. ArtProf has services. We offer artist calls, portfolio critiques, statement editing, and personal art curriculums. <laughs> totally out of order. <laughs> Big thank you to our amazing top Patreon supporters. You guys are the ones holding up our scrappy little operation. We are so <laughs> grateful. Our prep is held together by like six band-aids. I'm not kidding. Like we're still really scrappy. And I feel silly because you hear about these businesses. They're like, yeah, it took us five years. It was so long to get it together. I'm like, okay, we're going on like 10 years. <laughs> so we'll see. But we have a bad business model that we give things away for free. So anyway, visit <laughs> artprof.org. Use the search bar. That is the best way to find what you need. Art Prof has a podcast. It's available on Spotify and also on iTunes. And you guys, I have an announcement. We have new guinea pigs. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I was having so much trouble saying this online. I think I can do it now. But Pook passed away a couple of weeks ago. And it was really hard for us because he was only two years old. And he passed away really suddenly. And so I've just had trouble announcing it. It's been about a month now, but we do have new pigs. So on the right, we have um, Gumby. And yes, he gets collagen fillers on his lips. And we also have Pom Pom on the left. So you guys will hear more about those baby pigs in a little bit. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.